Thanks for tuning into the Jesus Affirms Me podcast, affectionately known as The Jam. My name is Audrey and I'm your host. I invite you to click the subscribe button if you haven't already done so, do it now. And also follow the Jesus Affirms Me page on Instagram at Jesus Affirms Me. I can't wait to connect with you. Welcome, enjoy the show, and remember that Jesus loves you. I am angry. And before y'all come at me about anger not being of the Lord, let's visit Ephesians chapter 4, verse 26, where Paul writes in his letters to the Ephesians to be angry, but do not sin. Actually, though, the instruction in its entirety says, be ye angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. And that is the King James Version, in case you were wondering why I started to sound real Shakespeare-like, okay, because I am a poet, but not in that moment. Oftentimes, though, I generally hear only the first part of that scripture being used to justify being angry. But the Apostle Paul is clear that in order to not sin while angry, we should show anger towards the sin, but not towards the sinner. Ooh, child. I'm going to say that again. We should show anger towards the sin, but not towards the sinner. So depending on what the offense is, is there anything harder to do? Seriously. But we have to work that thing out, y'all, and be reconciled to the offender while rejecting the offense as children of God. But let me tell you, I would be the first to say that this is hard for me. This is so, so incredibly hard for me to do. And at this point, y'all are probably wondering what I'm so angry about in the first place. (laughs) Well, I'm going to tell you, I'm angry that another black life has been taken from us in a manner that it has. I am angry at the injustice that many Black Americans and people of color face every single day. I am angry that there's no real accountability for the lethal force against Black Americans and people of color at the hands of those who sworn to protect and serve the very communities these minority groups live and work in. I am angry and I am grieving. And if I'm honest, I'm struggling to reconcile with the offender but I press on, help Lord, and I lament. And during this process, I find myself crying out to God, very similar to how the psalmist did in Psalm 44, verse 23, when he said, awake Lord, why do you sleep? Rouse yourself, do not reject us forever. Basically y'all, I'm like, God, but you sleep? Like, I don't understand. Like, do you not see what's happening here? Do come soon, Lord, because this here ain't it. And I know I got some folks out there that's amening me right now because this ain't it, Lord. This ain't it. But y'all, just because I feel like this doesn't make it true. In fact, Psalm chapter 121 verse 4 says that God does not sleep. And Psalm 34 tells us that the Lord pays attention to the godly and hears their cries for help. And so as a Christian, I have to find my hope in Christ alone. And that's just not me giving you a fruitful response. It's really not. But hear me out, though. Christ is my safe place, my refuge. And honestly, if I don't find my hope in the God of justice, where will I find it? Because it's not here in this world. And, you know, I'm the type where, you know, sometimes I hold on to grudges. Right. And I don't want to be angry all the time. Who wants to be the angry black woman all the time? Just mad. Right. And so I have to seek a higher source for my hope. And that hope is in Christ. Now, don't get me wrong. 
Okay. I still struggle and I'm currently in the midst of said struggle, but I try to hold fast to my belief that I will see and do see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. And before I say anything else, if you get anything from listening to this podcast today, please get that it is only by the sweet, sweet, oh, so sweet grace of Jesus that I can confidently put my hope and trust in him. It is only by God's grace that I'm not acting a complete fool on social media. It is only by God's grace that I'm not cursing and tearing things up. And I'm just going to pause here to say that I'm not condemning anyone who may outlet in that manner. But as for me, I'm rocking with the verse in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 9, which says, He has saved us and called us to a holy life, not because of anything we have done, but because of his own purpose and grace. This grace was given us in Christ Jesus before the beginning of time. And one of my favorite verses, Isaiah chapter 40, verse 31, that says, but those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Y'all, this is the same God that got us through slavery. This is the same God that got us through Jim Crow. This is the same God that got us through the civil rights movement. This is the same God that has gotten us through countless times and times and times and times again, times before then, times that are coming, times that we will be persecuted as Christian folk, not even just as black folk, but as Christian folk, you know, we are joining Christ in the persecution. And so this is the same God that promises to be with us through that and through everything else that is to come after. But friend, how are you dealing are you resting in God's grace? Wherever you find yourself today, I want to leave you with a few suggestions for working through anger, working through your bitterness and or grief that you may be experiencing in light of whatever is going on in your life. Whatever that thing is that got you bogged down, I want to offer up some suggestions that, of things that I'm working through. And that first thing is pray y'all. Like clearly, right? That's just what makes the most sense. <laughs> so obviously my first suggestion to you is going to be prayer. And there's this hymnal by Joseph Medlicott Scriven called What a Friend We Have in Jesus that many of you saints are probably already familiar with, but I want to share it with you. I will not sing it. And I know some of my friends and probably some family too are probably sighing in relief. Um, and that's okay. But let me just tell you this, that Jesus knows because all of that is unnecessary. All the extra that you're doing because I said I will not sing this hymn to you is so unnecessary. But the song reads, what a friend we have in Jesus, all our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear, all because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. Have we trials and temptations? Is there trouble anywhere? We should never be discouraged. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Can we find a friend so faithful? Who will all our sorrows share? Jesus knows our every weakness. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Are we weak and heavy laden, cumbered with a load of care? Precious Savior, still our refuge, take it to the Lord in prayer. Do your friends despise, forsake you? Take it to the Lord in prayer. In his arms, he'll take and shield you. You will find a solace there. In Matthew chapter 11, verse 28, Jesus gives these instructions 
Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Are you tired? Because I'm tired. I'm tired of being angry. I'm tired of being brokenhearted. Because being brokenhearted is worrisome for us, but for God, it is not. In fact, he'll take that burden and give us what we need to get through our go through. So my second suggestion is to turn to scripture. And I love what the Apostle Paul says in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 8 through 10. We are hard pressed on every side, but not crushed, perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not abandoned, struck down, but not destroyed. We always carry around in our body the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be revealed in our body. We find hope in Revelations chapter 24, I'm sorry, chapter 21, verse four, where he says, he will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain for the old order of things have passed away. In Philippians chapter four, verses six through seven, it says, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition or supplication with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And the peace of God, which transcends anything we can even understand. Y'all, even when things are going wrong in the world, our lives are crumbling around us. It says that his peace will guard our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. And I say all this to say that God alone is my refuge. He is my place of safety. He is my God and I trust him. All right, so then the third thing is to pursue biblical justice. What is biblical justice? Well, we know that justice simply means to set things right. And so how do we determine what's right? Deuteronomy chapter 32 verse four says, he is the rock talking about God. His works are perfect and all his ways are just. A faithful God who does no wrong, upright and just is he. And Psalms 89 tells us that righteousness and justice are the foundations of his throne. So biblical justice is following the way of God to make right all of the things which are wrong, which means we need to turn to scripture to find that Jesus Christ is the criterion for what is right. Christ lived a perfect and sinless life. He ultimately died a death meant for you and I. Then he rose so that he could right all of our wrongs. Micah chapter six, verse eight says, he has told you, oh man, what is good? And what does the Lord require of you but to do justice and to love kindness and to walk humbly with your God? Simply put, y'all, there is no justice without God and his grace, because of his grace, because of his grace, because of his grace, and because he is just, this battle is already won. All right, so my next two suggestions are definitely important, um, more so for just your own men personal mental well-being. And so the next one is to seek Christian counseling or therapy. I think, I personally think sometimes we need help in managing our emotions, especially during times of hardship or grief. And that is okay. Seeking help does not make you spiritually weak. There are professionals who range from grief counseling to family therapy, 
um, to you name it. There's probably a therapist out there to help you walk through whatever that is. But just be diligent in seeking the help that you need. And then definitely take great care to make sure that their belief aligns with yours. Um, there's opportunities for you to do consultations with therapists just to make sure you know that you're a great fit for each other. And so that's definitely something you want to be cognizant of. But seeking help does not make you weak. And then finally, unplug, man. Take a sabbatical from social media, the news, toxic family, toxic friends, whoever you need to take a break from, do just that. Take some time away from the noise. I am a huge advocate for social media sabbaticals and will take one in a hot second, okay? <laughs> in fact, I am in the midst of a social media sabbatical as I speak. Um, but if you're feeling overwhelmed or anxious about the constant and consistent regurgitation of the hottest news, then just walk away, man. Pick up a book you've been wanting to read. Get back to that workout regimen that you typed up in your notepad but didn't follow through with. That is a shot at myself. Okay. That was a shade towards me. Really, sis, Audrey, we're going to do this on where the people can hear. Okay. But seriously, though, protect your peace, protect your mental state, and take a break from it all. It is okay. Social media will be there when you get back, and it'll probably be the same stuff anyway. <laughs> you, you're not going to miss anything. So my hope is that our country and this world will be reconciled to God. Would we love God? Would we love people? And would we tell someone about the goodness of Jesus? It is only by his grace that we can do anything. So Heavenly Father, I come humbly before you, God, giving you all the praise and all the glory that is due unto you, God. You are exactly who you say you are, Lord. Thank you, God, for your love and your kindness, God. Thank you that you are righteous and just, God. Thank you that we can trust you, Lord, with our hearts, with our well-being, with our lives, God. We can put soul, trust, and faith, Lord, that you are faithful, God, and what you said you will do, God. You are faithful, God, Father, and being with us. You are faithful, Lord, God. You are unchanging, God. You are solid. Sovereign Lord. Father, and I thank you that you sent your son Jesus to die, God, to bridge the gap between us and you, humanity, God, and perfection. Father, and so we, we come before you right now, Lord God, in our anger, God, and in our brokenness and in our hopelessness, Lord God, asking God that you would restore us to yourself, Lord. You are our only hope, God. You are our, our solid foundation, God. You are our rock and our cornerstone, God. We have nothing if we don't have you, Father. And so I pray, Lord God, that you would give us peace that surpasses all of our understanding, God. Father, though, Lord God, we're wrestling with, Lord God, being hopeful, Lord God, would you, Lord God, would you, Lord God, would you, Lord God, Father, redo, do a renewing work in our hearts and in our lives, God. We need you, Lord God. Our nation needs you, God. Our world needs you, Lord God. And so I pray, God, that you would you would be with us, God. Would you would you hold our hands, God? Would you walk with us, Lord God? Would you remind us, Lord God, of your restorative power, Lord God? You are faithful towards us, God. You are faithful towards people, God, who have no faith, God. We're a faithless nation, God. Father, but I pray, Lord God, Father, that your word, Lord God, would it revive our hearts, Lord God? Father, would it, Lord God, help us to love people, Lord God? Father, would it help us, Lord God, to see folks, Lord God, in the image of you, Lord? God. Father, would it humble us, Lord God? Father, would we, Lord God, Father, be uh, cognizant, God, Father, of your majestic power, God. 
Father, and I pray, Lord God, that you would do, Lord, a restorative work in us, Lord God, in our hearts, in our communities, in our families, in our cities, God, in our workplaces, in our churches, God, on our jobs, Lord God. Father, in the grocery stores, when we meet strangers, Lord God, I pray, Lord God, that your hand would be doing the work, Lord God. Father, would we trust you, Lord God? Would we trust your word, God, to be a lamp to our feet, God, a light to our path, God? And would you let your face shine upon us, Jesus? Would we hunger and thirst after you, God, and you alone? Help us, Lord, in your precious son, Jesus' name. Amen. Y'all, thank you so much for tuning into this episode. It was not a planned one, but I needed to vent. So thank you so much for listening. And my prayer for us is that the Lord of peace himself will give us peace at all times and in every way. I pray that you will be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, and faithful in prayer. May the God of peace and the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with us all. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Jesus Affirms Me podcast, y'all. Until we meet, y'all be good.